Welcome to the Vacation Races and Friends podcast. A podcast about events, travel, and the people who love both. Find more episodes at vacationraces.com. For over 40 years, Nathan has provided best-in-class running essentials designed to help runners enhance and improve their performance mile after mile and year after year. From our hydration vests and handhelds to our safety gear and apparel, Nathan products deliver on what matters most to you. Intuitive design, comfort, quality, and smart storage. Check us out at nathansports.com or follow at nathansportsinc on Instagram. Honey Stinger helps you prepare, perform, and recover throughout your athletic journey. Made with delicious honey and organic ingredients, Honey Stinger provides the fuel you need to push harder and go farther. Discover what all the buzz is about at HoneyStinger.com. Use code STINGERVR30 for 30% off organic waffles, chews, gels, and bars to help you sweeten the burn. We're already laughing and just falling apart with this one. Welcome back to the Vacation Races and Friends podcast. We are talking one of my very favorite events of the year, the Lake Powell Half Marathon with race director Anna Hosford in studio live, not in Italy right now. That's right. I'm back in St. George, everybody. I know we're in the same, we're in the same place, which is great. And though you're moving in the next couple of weeks. I am moving, but I'll still be here, but I'll be back and forth. St. George, Southern Utah is always a part of my heart. I can't leave this place. No, forever. you can't. Your family's here and we wouldn't let you leave it. So no matter where you land. All right, Anna, let's talk Lake Powell. We've got some big updates that we're going to talk about. Yep. So maybe we should jump right into the updates and what's going on very, very first, because it's a special weekend this weekend of Lake Powell, because there is an annual, annual, annular, annular, annular. That's how I, am say I saying it. it. Right. An annular eclipse, also called the ring of fire mm-hmm. eclipse. And Lake Powell, Page, Arizona is not quite the bullseye, but just off the bullseye. Along the path, ever so slightly off, but enough that you you should be able to notice something. Yeah, like it's going to be awesome. Ring of Fire, these type of eclipses, you have to view them with glasses, the Mm -hmm. special glasses on, because you can't see it. The sun doesn't completely obscure the or the moon doesn't completely obscure the sun, but still very, very cool. But because of that, it kind of threw the wrench in some things. Yeah, so... Lots of people like to go see and view eclipses. Obviously, they're amazing and fun and cool to see. And a lot of people tend to gravitate to places such as national parks for these viewing experiences because you're in nature. You're going to see some cool things. You can kill some time doing other great things outside of that window of the eclipse. And so the National Park Service for Lake Powell and Glen Canyon Re- National Recreation Area, they are anticipating um, an influx of crowds coming to this area which happens to be the same day of our event. And we are excited about that, but it's caused some complications for the race. Um, And as you all know from email communications and some polls and surveys we've been sending out, we were unable to obtain a permit to finish inside the National Park boundaries. So we've had to make some changes, some modifications to the course so that we could still run during the eclipse time. Which is awesome. The fact that you get to run this half marathon during an eclipse yeah during the ring of fire i don't know if that's ever happened before i know when they had the big eclipse the Mm -hmm. full eclipse uh that we did a virtual event Mm -hmm. there was a virtual event for that eclipse because my husband he's kind of a nerd about eclipses and like he had to do the whole eclipse thing anywho that's for that's a whole story for another time i know that's a whole nother podcast but it's a really once in a couple decade opportunity Mm -hmm. to do so this is going to be really really cool 
And the modifications that you've made are actually modifications that some of you, if you've been with Vacation Races for a while, you're probably going to be familiar with. So in a nutshell, Mm -hmm. what's happened to the course? So in the course, since we won't be going into park boundaries, we are sticking to the area of Page city limits. So we are starting and ending in the city of Page. Um, The start location is changing from our original course but it's going to make it logistically easier for you because there won't be shuttles involved anymore. So you'll start and finish in the same location. So it should be easy. You park, you come to the start. When you finish, you just walk back to your car and there's not a wait in shuttles and whatnot. So it should be easier for you. It's quick to get to. Um, I know I've heard some concerns about people saying, okay, is the start line changing? I've booked a hotel based on proximity to the start. And maybe it is changed enough that it might not be walking distance, but Page is such a clustered city. It's likely no more than a five-minute drive from wherever your uh, accommodations were booked. So, yes, you might have to drive, but look at it on a map. There's a chance you could still walk to it, save yourself the hassle of coming to drive to the event and park. Um, But just, just make that judgment beforehand. But Page is quite small, so likely... It's a very short drive and it shouldn't throw you off logistically too much at all. Yeah, it shouldn't. And if anything, there's probably some of you who are going to find out that you're actually closer to the start mm-hmm. line than you were. Because if you had maybe your reservations over on the west side of Page, the southwest side of Page over by the Walmart, you're going to actually be really, really close to where the start line is. The people who probably will have the most challenge and not even a challenge or change, I guess is the word I'm looking for, is those who are staying at the marina down there at Wawi. Yeah. As as you know, that's that's quite a difference as far as uh, where we were originally planning to finish the race, which was in walking distance um, in the marina or anywhere within Lake Powell's boundary. So, yes, that's that's a drive for you in the morning to get to the start. It's not incredibly long, but just know that it's not a walk back to the finish at your at this point just yeah. because of your proximity. You're over by the lake versus by the city. And if you do have reservations over by the lake, I'd keep them because yeah. they've got a lot of activities going on around the eclipse mm-hmm. and you probably have prime spots right now if you've yeah. got those. So. And plus, you're right by the lake. So before or after the race, take advantage of oh, the lake. Oh yeah, for sure. The water level has ridden, risen. I mean, it's not back to 100%, but it's much higher than last year, for example. And the lake is still a great time of year to take advantage of dipping in. It's not too cold and it's it's a beautiful area to recreate. And the cool thing is too, is you're going to get the same views almost. Mm-hmm. And even some different views that I have to argue are pretty darn cool because we're going to be utilizing the Page Rim Trail, my very favorite 10 mile loop. It's, it's great. Oh my gosh. Okay. Wire Mesa kind of Okay. I love Wire Mesa. We're talking about Zion, but this is a fantastic loop. I was just on it yesterday. I was like, ah, I love this loop. It's such a runnable trail. Yes. You get cool views every direction you're heading. And you're also not that far from civilization if you needed to get off trail in a pinch because you're thirsty or tired or whatever, you know? Yeah. Where Wire Mesa, if you're doing that with Zion, you're you're kind of far away from everything. This, you feel like you're far away from everything, but you're literally less than a mile. You're surrounding a city. Yeah. It's so cool. And you basically go around the whole entire rim of the city. And because you're up on that rim, you're going to look off towards the Horseshoe Bend area. You're going to look off towards the dam. You're going to see Antelope Canyon area. You're going to see that whole area to the east and to the south. 
It's so beautiful. Yeah, it's a great course. So runnable and it's an upgrade. We did use this course as an alternative during COVID back in 2020. Mm -hmm. If some of you ran that, we do have a different start and finish location than that. And it avoids the sand. Yes, it's a new and improved version. So if you ran Trail Fest in 2020 or if you ran the Lake Powell Half in 2020, you might be familiar with the sand that was near the amphitheater, which was our start and finish for that year. However, We've bypassed that and changed the start and finish to a different location. So there is drastically less sand. There's a very, very short section of sand and it is not deep at all. The majority of the course is, you know, hard packed hard dirt, pack, yeah. pieces like bits and pieces of sandstone. Um, it's it's very runnable. And so if you have hesitations based on, you know, oh, I've heard of that page rim trail, or even if you've ran the Antelope Canyon ultras half marathon course right. there's a slight modification even from that yes we're using the page rim trail which is the best part of it but we're bypassing some of that deep sand that some of you might be familiar with yeah so the 10 mile loop is the page rim trail so 10 miles of this is on the page rim trail the other mile and a half on mile and a half off is going to be on a mix of pavement mm-hmm. and just some kind some of dirt dart. So to speak. Yeah. yeah so 90% of this, 90% of this is going to be on the page rim trail. 95% of it is going to be dirt, single track, double track, things like that. It's mm-hmm. honestly, guys, I promise you're going to love it. My favorite part of the page rim trail, I don't know why, is when we're over by the golf course. I, I love it too. It's I so crest cool. It, I crest the hill and then you kind of remember to kind of look back and turn over your left shoulder right where they're teeing off. I, know, I don't know which hole it is, but you can see just beyond the greens of the fairway, you see just above the dam and Lake Powell. I was like, wow, this is an amazing viewpoint for a golf yes, course. It really is. And that's my favorite part. So we're going to kind of break this down for you. Of course, you're going to have all the support that you would normally have for this half marathon. If anything, I think you got an upgraded course. I really do. It's not going to be a slow course. It's very runnable. This isn't something that demands trail shoes or really any changes to what you're normally doing. The only thing would be it's not stroller friendly. So if you were going to use a stroller, this would not accommodate. Yeah, I mean, originally this course wasn't stroller friendly because of that trail section that was already in place, but we've added more trail, obviously. So it's continues to not be a stroller friendly course. So just keep that in mind if that was something that was on your list of that you're going to push or something like that. It's just not going to work on this. So, all right, let's go to our expo location. So that's going to be on Friday. Expo is going to run from 12 to six. What is the location? Okay. So the location is what's called the sand devil complex. And the address for that is four, seven, seven hall road. And what you're going to do is turn in you're going to see what's called the Page Sports Complex. The complex we're staging our start, finish, and expo out of, which is really nice, it's all in the same location, is just below that. So you're going to enter in that driveway, circle around, and just below the sports complex is the Sand Devil Complex, which is the high school ball fields, the high school soccer fields. So once you come to 477 Hall Road, turn in there, you'll see the signs, you'll have parking attendants, you'll see exactly what's going on and you'll find us at the expo and or start finish. Yeah. All you really need to do is type in page sports complex into your Google and you'll get right there. Of course, we'll have directions in the printed version or the PDF version of the race guide. So you can check that out Mm -hmm. as well. Parking should be really simple and the expo location is going to be where the start finish line is as well. So once you get to the expo, you know exactly where you're going to go for the start finish too. So 
12 to 6, we'll have some vendors there who will be selling their wares. Are we going to have any native performances? Yes, we will have our hoop dancers Very present. nice. Tomas yes. coming back. It is a great performance. Some of you might be familiar with it. It's very fun. Please make the um, make the time to come and enjoy it. Uh, we are amongst the Navajo, and they have a lot of talent and a lot of their culture to share. So we're grateful for Tomas to come and perform for us. Yeah, and bring your cameras, bring your kids. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to love it. It's so much fun to do that. And that will be later in the afternoon during the expo. Yeah. So if you come early, just plan to come back so much to do in this area. Seriously, book your Antelope Canyon tours. If you want to go paddle on Horseshoe Bend, if you want to just go walk out to Horseshoe Bend, yeah. if you need suggestions, just ask because yeah. our staff loves this area. We've operated in this area. My gosh, like Powell was one of the originals. Originals, right? Yeah, the OG. So, so this is the 11th year. That's crazy. It's crazy. And I, I do love it. Great time of year as well. Yes. Weather is generally really, really nice this time of year. Yeah, it's it's pretty moderate. Um, the You know, you're in the low 50s as far as your start and morning temperatures. But the sun the sun warms up. Um, it's not going to be blazing hot. We could have a, a heat spell, if you will. So obviously check the weather forecast to plan your wardrobe accordingly. But Likely it's not going to rise any anything above 75 degrees for its high. Yeah, we really have had good luck in October mm-hmm. down at this event. So look forward to that. It should be great. So the expo, really easy. You'll pick up your bib, you'll get your swag, and you'll get all of the things you need. Remember, we are still cup free. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk through the aid stations on this. If you signed up to get one of your little reusable cups, you'll get that while you're at the expo. We'll have our race merchandise there that will yeah. be set up so you can go shopping and do all that. It's going to be a great time. And that will be Friday, again, 12 to 6 for the expo. The start in the morning is going to be at 6.30. Parking's going to open at about 4. Or 4.30 maybe. Okay. Yeah. Four. I mean, I was, I think you don't need four. to be there at 4. Well, <laughs> like, you might want to because we do give out raffle prizes. Including free race entries. So it is in your favor to get there parked, get there early. We always have hot chocolate coffee in the morning to make sure you stay warm or just you know, get your day going. But yeah, the real incentive is our raffles and we give out a lot of cool prizes and of course, free race entries. Yeah. And I've heard there's some cool things coming in from the sponsors. So we're not, we're not going to dish that out just yet, but but it's probably worth that might be our Easter egg right now is that we've got a good prize coming your way from a sponsor might have to do with the eclipse anyway, just in your mind, you want, you want to be at the expo and you also want to be there early so that you can take advantage of this. So we're going to get you guys parked in the morning. We're going to get you all organized. You're going to be organized into waves. We are going to wave the start out a little bit more. Starts at 630, mm-hmm. but we want you parked in everything. I would say no later than 530. I feel right. like you need to have an hour. Yeah, you, we, we're going to want you parked um, in case, you know, you're parking on the further end of the parking lot, give you time to walk down. Of course, we'll have gear check. We just want to get make sure everybody's situated before we get before we get started. Yes, parking is in cl- close proximity. There's no more shuttles for this event this year due to the start and finish being the same location. But don't put everything to the last minute. We still need you there at a certain time so we can get the race underway. Um, cars off the road, cars off the walkways because there's a little bit of uh, back and forth overlap for there. Runner yeah. traffic to yeah. vehicle traffic. So we do want you parked. We want you there prepared and uh, just ready to go. Yeah, so you can either park there or you can be dropped off, however works Mm -hmm. best with you and your spectators. And there'll be enough parking for spectators as well. They just watch for our volunteers and our parking attendants who will help you out for that. 
So we'll get you parked. We'll get everybody started. We're going to kind of do a slow roll out because we are going on to some single tracks. So we want to make sure you don't feel too clustered up. Yeah. We're expecting about 900 people for this race. So mm-hmm. We just want to make sure that you're comfortable when you're out on the trails and that will help us as we wave it out. We do have waves assigned on your bibs. So if you're looking at your bib, you can see that wave that you're assigned to. If that wave doesn't work for you or if you want to work with somebody else, that's fine. You can kind of have some wiggle room there. But we ask that you are in a wave that is about your projected finish time. Yeah, it helps, especially on a trail like this, because... There are sections on this trail where it's passable. It's not a single track that's difficult to pass 100% of the time, though there are sections like that. So this race, more than others, maybe, it's it's appropriate to be seated in your expected pace or finish time so that everybody's moving throughout the trail in in the proper motion, in the proper yeah. speed. If you're, if you're really fast and you get there late and you're starting the back, it's it's going to be hard for you to pass and it's going to be annoying for those that are allowing you to pass. Yeah, it could be a little bit frustrating. So that's why those waves will help us. We'll have uh, the Beast Pacing team mm-hmm. will be there with us. They'll be helping us get you guys all lined up in order of your waves. And then we'll get you out there. If you're competing for overall awards, we want to make sure you're in that very first wave, which is the blue wave. Mm-hmm. And walkers, I'm sure this is coming up now that we're all on trail. People are like, wait, can the walkers start early? exactly what Anna just said because of the way that this trail is in some places where it's a little harder to pass. We're going to go from the blue wave all the way back. So walkers are going to be in that dark green wave that will start last, but you have four hours from Mm -hmm. the start of the dark green wave. Yep. From the start of your race, everybody has four hours. It's based on your individual chip on your bib, except for those overall They're based on gun time, but they line up at the start. And so we know who's going for those overall spots. Yeah. So it's going to, so don't worry, don't get stressed. You have four hours, even if you start in the last wave. So don't get, don't get like too intimidated by that. We're going to make sure everybody has plenty of time. Okay, Anna, let's talk through some of the aid stations because there are some important logistics here that we need to know about the aid stations. We have six total aid stations, Mm -hmm. but they're going to be spread apart a little bit differently than our normal race would be. Yeah. Typically, we're starting at mile three and going about every two miles after that um, until you get to mile 11 and then 12 as a bonus one. So we'll still give you a chance for replenishment six times throughout the course. But um, because of the accessibility of the trail, we do surround the city, but there's some sections of the trail that are a little less approachable by vehicle, which means it's difficult for us logistically to get aid stations and our aid station volunteers staged in a place appropriate. So, for example, we don't want to make all the ops guys have yeah, to like pack mule can't it all in. We carry fifty <laughs> gallons of water over it our head. It doesn't work as much as we'd like to. I mean, I'd be exhausted. I might be able to give the first few people replenishment, but yeah. that wouldn't be fair to everybody yeah. else. So we're we're going to make it a little bit easier operationally. So, for example, typically our first aid station's at mile three in any given race. This event, it's at mile one, but it's okay because we want to make sure you're hydrated, you're replenished, you're going to be out exposed in the sun all day. And I mean, I say all day, but we're in the morning, so hopefully you're off trail before it heats up too much. But just know the aid's going to come a little bit earlier because we're trying to give you opportunities to keep your hydration pack and things topped off so that you can span that maybe longer gap. So one question about that first aid station, is this where our gear is going to be our loose clothing drop? Correct. Okay. So that first aid station you come to around mile one, Mm -hmm. we're not going to give you an absolute on this, but when you get to that first aid station, 
If you did start with a long sleeve on or something, that's your opportunity yep. to drop it. We will bring it back to the finish line for that's right. you. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. So that one's a, that comes a little bit earlier, but you do have to go uphill a little bit. Mm -hmm. So you're going to kind of climb until you get up onto the page rim trail. Once you're up there, it's just kind of flat and rolling. Yeah. So, it really. So you, you know, if you've, if you've heated up enough that you feel like you need to shed a layer, go ahead and shed it. I wouldn't be too concerned because it's only going to get a little bit warmer yeah. as the sun rises and you don't have, um, you know, like Colleen says, it's rolling. So if you want to commit to shed some layers, do it there at that first aid station. Yeah, for sure. So first aid station is there about mile one. Then there's another aid station at two. Yeah, it's very close. But again, this is a this is like your last chance effort. We will have a water monster there, a simple water aid station. It won't be our full aid station with gnarly and so on, but there will be a water there and we'll make sure we put a sign on our water monster just to remind you saying, hey, this is your last opportunity for water for a little bit longer stretch. It's about a Four four point two mile stretch. When okay. Typically, it's two. Right. So we want to make sure you're you're topping off your hydration pack, you're topping off your handheld bottles, whatever you're carrying fluids in, get that topped off, so that you can span that four mile stretch until our next aid station. So this would be a good event to really consider carrying. Yeah. Hydration. Yeah. With. So if you know, a lot of times our races because they're so well aided, and this one is too. It's just the differences and in, in distance between each one. A, a cup that we pass out, the reusable cup, might not get you far enough. I mean, everybody is their own. Some people are camels. They can go without it. But we do advise at least a handheld water bottle. But I would recommend a hydration pack itself yeah. with a water bladder. Yeah, just make sure you have it. And it just makes it easier because then you don't have to stop. Yeah, it makes you not have to ration. Like yeah. you can drink freely and then top off again. Drink yeah. freely, top off again. If you need it or if you don't need it. Okay, so we've got one and two. And then that next aid station comes, like you said, about four, almost 4.2 miles yeah. later, about mile, mile six. 6.2, 6.25. Okay. That's where our next aid station will okay. be. And that will be a regular aid station with, okay. with um, hydration, um, gnarly, and gels. So gnarly electrolyte drink. We've got the gnarly hydrate. We've got the honey singer gels that mm -hmm. will be there as well as plenty of water. Yep. So, and volunteers who are going right. to be helping you out. So they will be there. And then after six, what's our next one? The next one is 8.2. And okay. this will be one of our larger age stations, so to speak, where we'll have bananas and oranges or oranges. Usually it's bananas and oranges. I just blinked for a second. So some extra pineapples, extra, um, mangoes, uh, avocados. I mean, <laughs> we should we have the full spread? I don't know if we can fit it on the table. Probably but at not. Minimum, we'll have oranges. Typically. Oranges, fruit, yeah. fruit and oranges is what we say for aid stations. So in addition to everything that we typically have with hydrate, uh, gnarly hydrate, water, honey stinger gels, we'll also have some fruit, cut up fruit there. Just for some extra juice and fast sugars for you. Yeah, perfect. So that's mile eight. Next one comes. There's a little bit of a gap here between this next one. Yeah. So this is the part where Colleen and I were mentioning you're kind of passing through the golf course. And because you're skirting along the golf course, it's a little hard to get an aid station there. So after 8.2, your next aid station is going to be about mile 11.5. Okay. All right. Good to know. So once you get out of the golf part, the golf course part. That's when you're going to have that next aid station, but you have one at 11.5 and then another one just after mile 12. Yeah. Just after mile 12, um, it's going to get you through their home stretch, but just make sure we want to make sure that you're not lacking in water, lacking in hydration, anything like that. So we still want to give you options. Please take advantage of those aid stations. We're out there for you. And, uh, there's no need to, to skimp on this just because you're running in the desert. In fact, make sure you do top off and drink plenty of fluids, drink plenty, plenty of electrolytes so that you can have fun on this course. I know. I think of Antelope Canyon when we do that one. We only have a water station. Let's and see. an aid station. And an aid station. Yeah. That's it. A water just station. two chances. So yeah. you'll, you'll have doable aid. is what I I'm mean, saying. Just know that 
Typically our half marathons, it's maybe a two to maybe three mile stretch. In this situation, it's a four. So mentally prepare for that and make sure you're prepared with hydration. Perfect. And of course, cut free at all of those aid stations. You've got to have something to take fluid in. Not your hands. Please don't use your hands. You will not have cups on course nor at the finish. No hands. And you can't put your mouth underneath the fast-flowing spigots. None of that will work. (laughs) So you'll be fully supported out there. Remember that that first aid station is where you can drop loose gear. And loose gear is like a shirt that you wore or some, you know, a layer that's on top that we can take and we'll bring it back to the finish. But with gear, we will have gear check in the morning if you need it. Yep. But remember your car's right there too. Yeah, your car's nearby. But if you still want to, you know, keep your layer on you and just have something for you at the finish, we will have gear check for you at the start. So what you do is we hand you a bag with a marker. You write your name and your bib on there, hand it back to one of our crew members, and then we organize it for you at the finish line. So you can just go retrieve your bag of stuff. We do advise you don't put your hotel or your car keys in there. Please things that don't. are valuable. Also, small items that could fall out of the top of the hole. Like if you don't tie AirPods. it well, that's not our problem. But <laughs> right. we just advise you not to. I think of like the AirPod case. Yeah, that, your AirPods. You don't want to lose that on accident. That would be bad. bad. Like non. you put your headphones in and then you leave the case and you're dropping. That's not a great idea. Yeah. So keep, you know, be smart about it with your valuables, things like that. But do know that you've got that uh, convenience of taking advantage of uh Perfect. Your check if you need. Okay, super easy. It's really going to be so straightforward when you see it. Page Rim Trail is a well-used trail within the city. Great for mountain biking, great for running, the views, all of it, guys. It really, really is great. You're going to see all of the fun stuff there. Of course, we'll have Race Joy out there. We'll use our tracking app and we'll have some fun little break-in and tour guide information to tell you all about the area. And you're just going to love it. It's just good stuff. And we will have an Avenza map. If you're familiar with our ultras, we use Avenza all the time. And that is a great map that you don't need service, though you'll have great service on Mm -hmm. this entire course. You have good service on the entire course. But that Avenza map, if you want to use that, we'll have that for you as well. If you have any worry about getting lost or uh, say a trail marker went down. Oh, I do want to mention. We do want to mention trail markers. We'll come back to trail markers in a second. But downloading the Avenza map gives you peace of mind just in case you're unsure about some junction. Um, you download the map ahead of the ahead of schedule before the race starts, and it kind of just gives you a reference point on where you are in relation to the course. It doesn't require data, so it just it's based on GPS. It's almost like you're opening up a PDF, and it shows you a dot on this document. It's so nice. It's great. It's so nice. So nice to use. But this is a really straightforward course. As it is. far as getting lost. This is, do you need maps? Probably not. No, but it's there for you if you need it. Yeah. And you're going to have it well-marked pink ribbons. Yes. We're going to use pink ribbons on there. Pink ribbons will be on this course. They're going to be low. They're going to be on like low bushes Mm -hmm. or maybe a stack of rocks or something like that. But you're going to see pink ribbons. I always say if you're at a pink ribbon and you can't see the next pink ribbon, hold on just a second and look for it because it should be there. We'll have it very, very well-marked. Also some small signs with arrows. Yep. Any major things crossings or turns that you we want to make sure that you don't miss we'll have some arrows out there within more eye level versions so that you don't miss those key turns and if there's ever a wrong way sign we suggest not going that way yeah i mean it's just the sign it's good practice how many people i've seen walk over wrong way signs where i'm like uh did you see that sign there and they're like i don't (laughs) see it at all so make sure you're not just following along i always tell this funny story when it comes to lake powell where i had actually marked the course Mm. that year like i was part of marking the course We started the race. I was running. So I had marked the course the day before and helped with that. And then I was running the race. I start running the race. I'm like, huh, they must have made a little uh, 
changed to the course. I was just following all the people in front of me. And guess what? <laughs> That's a legendary situation. So We've talked about that many years. So dumb because I still can't believe that it happened. Elaine and I, knows the course and she followed the person in front of her because they right. followed the person in front of I'm them. I'm like, huh, Lau must have changed something up on this. No, they didn't change anything. We just followed the guy who decided to take a right hand turn when he didn't have to take a right hand turn. Yeah. So keep an eye on each other. I mean, if you see a marker and they're going the wrong way, you know, Yell don't leave your friend hanging. Let them know <laughs> that you guys got to get back on the right track. Don't stand there and laugh at them. Okay. Just don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. So this will be fine though. You're going to, it's really, really straightforward. You'll be able to see people all the time. Trail etiquette. Make sure you're, you know, you talked about taking care of each other. That's part of trail etiquette. But also if you're on some single track, there are people who are not as comfortable as you are running on the dirt. Mm -hmm. And so be a little more patient. If you need to pass somebody, just say, hey, whenever you're ready, let me pass. There's no exposure or anything on this course that you need to worry about. But just give people a chance to step to the side. If you need to be passed, you step wherever you're comfortable and let that person pass. Mm -hmm. Just be patient. It goes yeah, a long be way. Be patient as the passer and then just communicate with each other um, and be kind to each other. Yeah, it goes a long way. And if you're wearing headphones, just wear one AirPod or mm -hmm. one earbud just so that you can hear what's going yeah, on around be aware. you. Yeah, it's it's really important. Yeah. Okay, so that's the course. We've got the maps. What else are we missing? I just We just need you there. We just need you there to experience it and have it's fun. It's going to be so great. Yeah, so just show up. It's going to, like I said, how often do you get to run during an eclipse? What the, the eclipse, like prime time is like, nine o'clock yeah, or something, something like, like that. that i think the beginning is like 805 is the be official beginning and then nine i want to say it's like 9 20 i could be a little off on my minutes and i'm doing, there, a, but I'm doing a nine little hour. google search right here okay. because i'm annular annular that's a weird word for annular. me oh, annular granular granular annular <laughs> um okay i'm trying to look here's a giant map of what's the difference what to see Oh boy, people really love this. There is a whole Pauline is scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I'm scrolling. There is a whole cult following when it comes to And her husband's part of it. My husband's part of it. You guys, it's so weird. And <laughs> I'm just not into it quite as much as he is. And he's like, I can't believe it. We should take the kids out of school for the rest of their lives so we can just chase eclipses. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if that's really something we need to do. Guys, I'm really trying to find the timing on this. Yeah, I want to say it's like 915, 917. I had it written I'm, down. I just don't have that paper with me. I'm looking. Google's being so slow right now. Oh, that's such a cool picture, though. Yeah, just make sure you, like, do the whole annual eclipse. Okay, annual eclipse, October 14th is when it's going to be. Begins 8.09. Okay. The maximum is at 9.30, and it ends at 10.59. Oh, perfect. According to my timeanddate.com. That's reference. good. I'm glad you went to timeanddate.com. Okay, perfect. So, you need glasses. We'll have some glasses for sale. Yeah, Celestron. They are sponsoring part of this event. Nice. And they are supplying a portion of glasses. Um, once those freebies are given out or handed out, um, we will have additional ones for sale. But if you've already got some because you're a groupie with with Eclipses. We have so many. I mean, here. I'm sure Anna, Colleen will have so, some in her back it's pocket. It's so embarrassing how many... Will you bring one pair for me so I'll I can I'll give bring you another pair. pair to another runner? I'll bring you a Thank pair you. because now we do need to specify though, you can't look at the sun. Yeah, like, that's never advisable. When the eclipse is happening, you can't look at the sun. Right, right. Like, it's really you important. You still should never look at the sun regardless of what's impeding in front of it. Yeah, and it is really cool. I'm looking at a picture now of what the shadows look like that the, Ooh, yeah. the eclipse casts. It looks like little crescents, mm -hmm. little half moons. It's really, really cool. Kind of looks like you're staring at some microbiology uh, I know, snapshot it's weird. There. 
It's weird. And this must have been a, like a long frame mm-hmm. that somebody did to, to Some see time the, lapse going yeah, on. how it worked. So sorry, you can't see what we're you looking can't at. see what we're looking at, but you'll be able to see it, especially if there's some shadows that are being cast and it will look very, very cool. I remember when this happened a few years back when my kids were little and I remember being outside and we saw the crescents yeah. shadows. I mean, all the, the, the place. simple version is you, you puncture a hole in a paper and that casting of yeah. light going through the hole in your paper you can see that same crescent being cast as a yeah. shadow onto the concrete or whatever and like i remember all of the shadows of the trees and everything mm-hmm. everything was crescent it's cool yeah it is very cool and you guys get to experience it at lake powell so where slash your glasses in your running pack is what colleen's trying to yes, say that's what i'm trying to say make sure you have them and make sure you stop in a nice wide area of the trail you stop <laughs> and you get off the trail and you put your glasses on and you look at the eclipse because it's going to be yeah, set so an alarm cool. on your on your phone so you're not just lost in yeah. in thought during the trail race yeah set an alarm or something just so you don't miss it and forget about like awards and everything like yeah. that go and just have some fun out there of course we'll do awards we'll do top five in every age group but it's going to be awesome. We're so excited to see you guys. If you have any questions, you can always reach out to Anna. Yep. I can be reached at my email address. <laughs> you can be reached. Which what? is Anna at vacationraces.com. That's A-N-N-A. Okay. Super duper easy. And of course, info at vacationraces.com is our customer service email if you have any questions for them. So we'll see you guys in Lake Powell. Get ready for the eclipse. Hydration has never looked so good. Hydroflask brings you the best and brightest bottles, tumblers, and outdoor kitchenware. Strikingly simple and durable. Hydroflask reusable items are perfect for your outdoor adventures. Discover your best travel mate on hydroflask.com or follow at hydroflask on Instagram. Nerding out on data, perfecting the optimal training and nutrition plan, aiming for progression in PRs. Sound like you? Well, Gnarly Nutrition can relate. Featuring a full line of honest sports nutrition products, Gnarly provides the best nutrition possible for all types of mountain athletes. Because they offer great tasting and reputable products, Vacation Races trust Gnarly to be the on-course hydration sponsor. With the low-calorie, high-electrolyte Gnarly Hydrate for shorter races and the calorie, electrolyte, and amino acid-filled Gnarly Fuel 2.0 for longer races. Gnarly is here, taking the bonking out of your big day. Use code vacation 15 during checkout at gonarly.com for 15% off. You've been listening to the Vacation Races and Friends podcast. We'd love your feedback. Email podcast at vacationraces.com with comments, concerns, or stories you'd love to share. Make sure to watch for more episodes coming soon to vacationraces.com. This episode was produced by Colleen Rue in the Festival Sound Studio. For information about music licensing, contact Dane at vacationraces.com.